Yo, welcome back to the Banana Bus Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Witcher, with my co-host, Luke Viles. How are you? I am very good, my friend. Yourself? I am very good. Look like you were sleeping then a little bit. Uh, I've had very bad hay fever today. I've been working outside, so oh. I look very, very tired. Do you take your tablets? No. Well, you, you can't you can't moan then, can you? No, but you it's just like said say, I'm It's like tired. saying you've got a headache and not taking the tablets. So you just can't moan about it anymore. It's just irrelevant to me. All right, mother, move on. <laughs> How has your week been anyway? Uh, again, very busy. It's always busy. Um, You've had a nice little just, week though, haven't you? I have, yeah. I've been working outside quite a lot. So I should have a tan by now, but I'm going to say I'm probably more burnt than anything. And it yeah. doesn't also, it also doesn't help being bold where you've got to wear a hat all the time. I could imagine it's not very nice if your head starts peeling. No, it doesn't look very good. Anyway. <laughs> it looks like you've got a crusty scalp. <laughs> <laughs> like you haven't had a shower in about a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Got dandruff, but no hair. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Moving on. I tell you what, you're going to introduce it this time because I introduced it last no, time. I'll no. not take okay. It's right. you. <laughs> this week we have a guest. It's not just us two. We actually have someone to stop us arguing. We have Mr. Matt Carver. How are we? I'm good. You? Yeah, I think we're good. Except from like we said, the weather I'm boiling in this office right now. I'm actually sweating. Really a bit bad. hay fever. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I suffer quite badly from hay fever. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I it's annoying. Pain. It's horrible. And I ran out of tablet. So I'm working outside in the grass. I'm really annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel your pain. There's a couple of us at work who uh, all got hay fever. It's, uh, yeah, it's not nice. It must be tough on the <clears> golf course getting a bit of hay fever. Um... <laughs> oh, praying. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Let's go with let's go with the normal. Let's go with where you're from, what you do, and then let's jump into how everything started and how you got to where you are today at CPPS. Um, so I um, am an engineer by trade, so that's my day job. Um, we install refrigeration for all the major supermarkets and big clients that throughout the country. So I've done that for. 20 25 years nice. um yeah it's not that interesting you have to meet loads of, <laughs> you have to meet loads of electricians who don't know what they're doing <laughs> Luke. <laughs> wow Cheers, mate. about hay fever all the time comes <laughs> <laughs> um, with a job and then so what paintball so my paintball career was really um just the usual really i think it's the same entry that the vast vast majority of people do you know you play paintball at um as a as a customer you know on a stag weekend or whatever i think it was like a birthday or something i played the classic um, yeah yeah and and then you sort of but then i didn't play them paintball for i don't know maybe five eight years after that i just didn't well, really what play. was the first time you played what when was that um oh gosh so i must have been um let's see 95 maybe 97 97 yeah maybe 24 years ago yeah something like that yeah yeah, yeah. but that's just like a you know just a customer day as yeah as most people do and then um 
I don't remember how it actually came about. I used to play up um, the guy that used to cut my hair, or still does actually. It's a guy <laughs> called Rick Sinclair, and um, he's a legend in the sort of paintball sort of uh, industry. You know, up at MPF and stuff. He still plays now. You know. Yeah. And um, in, in his oh, what, what must he be? Early sixties, maybe. So um, yeah, he he just said to me like, you know, come up and play paintball. So I just went up and played up at MPF with him and then it just sort of snowballs from there doesn't it really you just sort of you know you get more gear you sort of play up at the Diamond Wars uh, thing that they did up there which was like um, it was like a mini big game every sort of month so it was a series a 10 month uh, yeah 10 month series um, that was really good you know in the woods and then Ainsley used to play in that series uh, on the same side as us uh, there was me 4P uh, Dale Taylor and Ben Taylor, I think it was. And we had our, we just went up there as a foursome and, and, and sort of Ains per, uh, persuaded Thorpe to go and play for the 15s in this thing called Supair. And um, <laughs> yes, when, um, when, when Rich still had it. And, um, and I just followed about six months after that. And then I think I played it. I actually played at CPPS for the first couple events that Ains bought that. Um, after Ains and Dill bought that, bought CPPS off Rich Harris. And then it just, it got too much, doing so much work at CPPS and sort of playing there as well. It's just not feasible. You'd sort of play a game and then you just run off and just like, you know, do what I do now. <laughs> and then you go back and run and it just is ridiculous. So. Who was that team you, you were playing? Uh, the 15s. Uh, the 15s, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Of course, sir. Yeah, yeah. So was that so the, from the start then of 15s? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So oh, Lucky Fifteens, Lucky Fifteens was a Woodsball team originally. You know, so they played, um, they played. At, well, I think they did both actually. They played at MPF and uh, in the Diamond Wars, and then they played. Um, uh, probably, I think it was the Masters up at Utoxeter, um so, Wendy's old site. So, do you have uh, a proper OG Fifteens jersey laying around somewhere? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have, oh. in fact, I, in fact, I have every 15s jersey from um, the very first jersey that I got to the latest jersey. How yeah. many is that? Oh. <laughs> it's all these years. 12, I think, maybe. Yeah. Jeez. I'm gutted I didn't keep all the markers because we had some beautiful markers through the years. Like the early, um, the early geos... Um, and right up to like the 3.5 geos. And I had a I had a one of three, um, look if it was one of four, but one of three designed um GSL. I literally just about asked. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I sold it to a guy um oh. abroad. Like there's a picture of me playing with it in um I think I was still I think it was the year I played for GB, and that was the last time I used it. And yeah, and I sold it to a guy for like I think it was like six, seven hundred quid. Jesus, oh, no way! And like, I, I, it was the, it is the worst paintball mistake I ever made selling that gun. So is that is it safe to say that was your favourite 15s marker? The GSL, yeah, absolutely, yeah. The styling, I... the milling, and the and the custom on the on the the graphic is definitely the best one. Yeah, I didn't know I ha- that. I haven't seen one, but no. I have heard of them. Yeah, which is really annoying because I do want to see one, but. <laughs> they're very hard there's only like you say one of four isn't there or one of I three think, right so there was what happened was there was um there were four lucky 15 gsls 
one of them was in a different so there is actually a one of one floating around somewhere um <laughs> i don't know where it is but yeah there's a one of, there's a one of one gsl and then there's, there was another three yeah so what was it the classic uh black and green with the uh no it was like a light um a light green to silver with, uh, with the horse on it, there's a if you if you go on my instagram i'm sure there's a picture of it with me playing i'm sure oh my god so a light green to silver did you say is that where the new markers take their inspiration from or um, no not really we kind of switch it around quite a lot because the this year you we had a choice of the play <laughs> so you, i don't know if you've seen some of the guns this year some of them are silver to green and some of them are black yeah. to silver so the, the lads just decided what which which one they wanted I was going to say, I spoke to Mason about that. It was kind of like a, which one do you want take it sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, there was, oh, we had, right. I, think we, I think we had about half of each uh, done. So, yeah, I have to uh, say, I think this is my favorite 15 colorway they've got. It's so subtle and just nice. What, I like the fades? It. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the green to silver, I like the fade is nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the first fade that we've we've had. And they've been yeah. banging on about it for years, the lads. <laughs> every year, I mean, and I just go through the different sort of graphics all the time, the different iterations, like, you know, the marker. And we don't tell them until they like, <laughs> until they turn up. Oh, they, don't, they don't have a clue? No. Oh, up, until, up, so up, up until two years ago, they, they probably, they have more input now, but up until, as of like two years ago, um, no, they didn't. They didn't know anything about the jerseys, and they didn't know anything about the guns. That's crazy. No That's so cool. So how how long has the relationship been with Planet Eclipse? Uh, well, from the from the very beginning. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've never. That's uh, well, a I mean, long time. Well, that that become that 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 is from the friendship between Ains and Leds, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I can't remember how they met actually. Um, <laughs> No, I, don't, I can't remember. They have told me the story, but I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Staying on the <laughs> staying on the topic of the 15s, mm-hmm. um, do you want to explain the roles that you have within the team? Um, right. So it's changed recently. Well, recently, as in like two years ago. Uh, as of about so, uh, we we started. I, I started playing for them, and then as obviously as CPPS sort of um, took over more and more, I sort of slipped into that sort of coaching role with um I, I think it was about 2015 I started coaching the 15s the first team and the second team yeah so um the Mustangs are my baby really I, I, I have so much pride in what the, the Mustangs uh, have sort of achieved um because they were just a a bunch of kids really I mean they were they were, they were the the you know traditional second team and especially when we started building that um, that Mustangs team with uh, Luke, Mason Hines, um, you know, Alexander, all, all of those younger players, you know, that, that, that we started with that were, you know, 15, 16 years old, you know, and, and them training with the, the first team, with, with the, the 15s, it's just, there's not, there is no better way to, to get a player into the position that he needs to be than to be training with, the top team in the country. hundred percent. It's just, it's just the easiest way to do it. You know, yeah. well, we have a bit of experience with that with Mason and Jack being our coach. And yeah. that, I think it rubs on, rubs off to us as well with their experience and mm-hmm. in that sort of way. And then I may be absolutely wrong saying this. 
Um, are a lot of the from so the young the younger players that started, like you said, with the 15, 16 year olds, were a lot of them from the Thunder Ducks kids? Right. So no. No, have I just have I just stepped into some version well, of no, 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 not at all. I think there's there is only one player. Ads will probably kill me, but but there is only one player, I think, from memory that that I've taken from Thunder Ducks. Was and it that's, Kofi? That's Tom, no, that's Tom Carroll. Wasn't Kofi though before? Nah, uh, nah. He's played for was... about fifteen teams before he came to us. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I didn't know. Maybe that was just something in my head. Though. I think I even seen him in a sad jersey at one point. He, he was the, an absolute whore of paintball until he came to us. <laughs> <laughs> he would play. He played for anybody and everybody that would. He, he's he's basically Ryan Finch. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. well they were on the same team a lot of the time i think yeah so, yeah. yeah okay but that, but that but that mustangs team and then the first team you know they've they've the we went to i coached the first team with ains obviously of course and never yeah, never did all of this is done with ains there was never just me doing you know any mm-hmm. of this yeah when we went away to the european events because of cpps the the 15s and the mustangs I don't know if you've ever noticed being up there, but we don't we don't go anywhere near them on event day. We don't go in their pits. We don't talk no. to them. They, they 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 do their. It's a shame, really. If you imagine what they what they've achieved in the last five years at CPPS, imagine what they could have done with a coach next to them as well. Their coach that's with them the whole time. You know why, it, why it, is that? Um, it, that we, just we, not we, show favoritism. Or? Yeah, of course we can't have you can't have an event the event organizers and the guy who's responsible for you know running the the owner and and the guy you know me who's responsible for the running those events to be standing in the pits arguing with the refs. You know, it's just just no yeah. way, yeah. no way. Conflict so, of interest. Yeah, of course. So you know, and and when we used to go away, you know, to the European events. You know, to, to Millennium as it was in two thousand what 2015, 16, 17, and, and I think 2017 was the last one. Mm-hmm. So it may have been even been earlier than that, actually, when I started. It may have been with them. Um, it may have been 2013-14. But Jesus. Going away to those events, you know, to those four events a year, to Chantilly or Bitburg or you know, campaign or, or, or uh, London as it is, Basildon. No one in London. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, but you know, the, to be fair to the, you know, the the Mediterranean Cup one, one year was, you know, Barcelona was a hundred kilometers away from Barcelona. That's just the way Millennium do it. They pick the nearest major, you know, sounds nicer. Sounds yeah. Sound <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one's gonna go to, you know, uh, Sham Shambliss Park Caravan Park, Spain, <laughs> you when know, you can call it Barcelona. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. So you know that, and those events were. That's where we, you know, that's where they, they cut their teeth. Really, that was the the most exciting part of paintball for me is going going away. You know, for, and you're for a lot more a lot more involved with the 15s when you do go away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're 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 hundred percent involved. That the, we like to run it to the point where certainly as of like i say it's difficult because as of two years ago really i sort of stepped back a, a lot more so um but the play we we want to be at the point where the players just concern themselves with shooting people yeah you know they don't have to worry about 
paint, they don't have to worry about money, they don't have to worry about their jerseys, their loaders, their guns, their get their training, that you know, how they're getting to somewhere, who's driving, the hotel they're staying in, and so on and so on. We we did all of that for them. All all they have to do is worry about getting to the airport on time, getting on the plane, and you know, and playing paintball. And not forgetting any kit. <laughs> And not forgetting any kit, yeah, and not having it taken off you by overzealous boarding staff. Uh, yeah, I can yeah. imagine. <laughs> I bet, I bet that's stressful for you, isn't it? What, yeah, what, what was oh. it like actually um, going overseas with paintball kit? Um, it's a roulette. So there's two <laughs> schools of thought, right? One, say nothing. Right, right, okay, right. okay, yeah. Break your marker down as much as humanly possible. Take the reg off your bottle so it's open. So at least if Mr. Custom's man wants to look at it because he thinks it's full of half a pound of coke or something, then he, he can actually see inside it, you know. So <laughs> break everything down so it's in little bits, and then and then um you should be okay. But there is a school of thought that you just say nothing and just throw your bag on the convert belt, you know, and don't and tell hope. anyone anything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember we used to do a combination of two things. And the only time we've ever admitted it is at um, I think we were flying to Prague, I think it was, um, and Wizz Air. The the woman just would not have it. Ains was stood there with a letter from the Home Office saying this is not a gun, and she was just holding it, going, "It's got a trigger. It looks like a gun to me," and she just wouldn't <laughs> let any of the markers on at all. No. So, oh, so we had right. to, we had to, we, we all, and bearing in mind, we're all stood at boarding at this point. So we had to give all of the markers to Thorpey and he took them away and he got the plane the next day. Uh, and all, and he didn't say a word to anyone, put them all in his back, seven mark and eight mark. Oh my bag, God. Just put, <laughs> put them on the cavalba and just went through. And she did, no one said a word. <laughs> But one of the one of the defining moments, I think, is that when I walked, I was late getting to the airport that 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 day. And I, I walked. I just remember walking up and seeing Ains stood at a check-in desk with a letter in his hand, <laughs> with his bright red face as he goes waving it, <laughs> waving it at this woman. <laughs> and we were all just like, "Well, we've got to get on the plane. We need to make a choice. We either get on the plane or we don't get on the plane." So yeah, so Forpy came the next day. Does it ever cross your mind to maybe? Uh, just someone bite the bullet and drive it. If it's um, like, say, Paris. Yeah, well, we used to, we used to drive to Paris, um, because to get into Chantilly is pretty easy. Yeah. Um, so, so getting there. So we used to drive to Paris. It was only fly uh, places like. Um, I mean, we used to drive to Bitburg as well. In a, in a, in a, a, a minibus. So we used to hire a minibus that used to have, it was like a band. It was from a band sort of place. And we would have, um, it's got, it used to have forward facing and rear facing seats in the back facing each other with a table. And then another set. Oh, so, nice. it, so, so it seated like three in the front and then three and three with a big, with a, it was a massive like long wheelbase sprinter. So with all the, all the gear in the back, TV screens, everything. And I used to drive straight through from, from Birmingham to, to pick the lads up on the way and then just go straight to Bitburg. Oh, Jesus! Wow. Imagine what? being imagine being in that with the 15s that long yeah. amount of time. <laughs> I'm thinking more on the way back with the 
like maybe potentially wet. But it doesn't matter gear. because <laughs> no, because it doesn't matter because it's just like going on a going on a coach with a load of yeah. school children. Yeah, because they're all like noisy <laughs> until you get to the ferry, and then they're all asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just left driving through the wilderness of Luxembourg on your own. <laughs> and then and then you pull up at like seven in the morning outside your hotel because uh, it literally takes 24 hours to get there. And then oh they, they all just sort of go, oh, are we here? Sort of. <laughs> and then they're awake well, and you go and get some sleep. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Give yeah. you a little pat on the back and say cheers. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, staying on the topic of roles, do you want to go over, because you briefly touched on it, the roles that you have at CPPS as well on event day? Or oh, and non-event day, maybe prepping for it. Um, so it used to be where we used to have, um, we used to do, say, two, three days of prep and we would be involved in that. So if you ever come down to site, like on a Thursday... Um, for the first, like, let's say five, six, seven years, that's, I used to be part of that as well. But since, since my son was born a couple of years ago, I generally just <laughs> turn up on event day now. And they, and we have Ant and people like that and other members of staff who are absolutely fantastic. And, and genuinely, the, if it wasn't for people like Ant and Al and, and you know, we, and, you know, Tash and, and all the other staff that we have, all the, you know, yeah. down from the parking crew, everything, every single person there just, you know, I, I honestly think if we, didn't pay them they would do it for free anyway you know i was gonna say you cvbs has got an amazing bunch of staff 100%. yeah yeah absolutely and and it, and you know when you're putting up tents after tents after tents at five o'clock four o'clock in the morning like ant does on his Whoa. own sometimes you know um then when we have full events you know rather than these 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 smaller events there's so much more prep that goes into um you know the the big one-off events where we've got five fields running rather than one yeah but it's a different animal because you know means you know that you we did five events a year so you would do that that little build up and then that you know that big event day for, for two days but now yeah. is up there like what every weekend you know i was gonna so, say like i thought he was having last weekend off but i turned up and he was there yeah, well, well, I mean, th- th- there's always there is always something that needs to be done, you know, whether it be crazy. mowing, streaming, but whatever. There's always something that it's it, it it's it's a passion for them, not just Ains Dill as well, obviously. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's just a you know, Dill gets forgotten, I think, quite a lot. You know, he's always he's always there doing something, you know, whether it be whether <laughs> it be dragging, quiet, bun- it? yeah, yeah, but whether it be dragging bunkers off or getting excited about air compressors or you know. <laughs> you know? So, on so what's, event- your, Go on, Luke. what's your favourite then? Do you prefer at the moment the way it's running like every weekend as such, the smaller events, or do you prefer the one big event? Uh, it's twofold, I guess. I prefer the big events where everyone's there, the buzz is there, there's a thousand people on site or yeah. 800 people on site and, and um, it's done <clears> and dusted and then you can go home and relax for six weeks, <laughs> you know. But, but, but at the same time, um, having the, um, the, the rolling dates and having the likes of uh, the breakout, Div 5, etc., playing on Elite with the stream, I think is really cool, you know, and, and to give them... You know, it's not. I know we don't have like two million people watching, but to give them that exposure and playing on the elite field, you know, we've. I just think that I just think that's amazing. You know, I think even just getting a chance to play a tournament on the elite field, yeah, 
it's just like because mm. obviously it used to be you work your way up to elite to be able to play on the Astro, but now everyone gets to do it. It's such it's so nice being able to do it. It is. I, I hate yeah. to go back. <laughs> it's quality because obviously you get to like like you're saying. There's there's like a little spotlight on every division now. Yep. And the streams are pulling in what over a hundred viewers every time. Easily, yeah, I think. I think I think it, we average um, about one fifty. We average one fifty for breaking Div Five, and then it goes up to uh, like high two hundred for Elite. So as the divisions so, go up, more people. Yeah. Watch, so even. Even a 150 people watching you in Break In, Break Out, and Div Five, that's still really good. I that's yeah. something you can post on your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever. Show you, show your little brother, show your family, whatever. But it's just, I do like it. I mean, that's that's live views as well. You got to remember the yeah. people that I think the last Break In, Break Out, I think we have like 1500 or 1700 views. Wow, so some people going back to watch it. So, yeah, yeah. So they watch it on the VOD, yeah. But that's unique viewers, like. So it's yeah. There's, I think up to, up in elite, I think it's two and a half thousand, or just over two and a half thousand. Um, I'm not giving away any trade secrets here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but but views for elite, I think, is up at over seventeen thousand. I think, you know. So so people do watch it, you know. Yeah. Whether it, whether they're watching it over and over and over again, the same people, you know, <laughs> watching the same thing. I don't know, but. Um, but you, the unique views is really high. So yeah, I'm I'm really proud of that that whole stream sort of uh, you know the work of the stream. That yeah. How how much work goes into making sure that that stream is working and that it's going to perform right. well? Because I can imagine <laughs> it's a headache. No, it isn't now. Okay, so it, it was, but now I think we've got it pretty much nailed down. Generally, for um for the div sort of three and above i go down on the friday run the cables out um so it's all there ready for saturday morning so we come in saturday morning and all we've got to do is concentrate on um plugging three cameras in and plugging the the live stream machine in with everything in there and then just set the field up as normal so set the pb result stuff up so it generally takes about probably about an hour to set one field up like that Okay, that's not, I guess, but that's because of the repetition of practice that you've had doing that. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, we've we've got to the point now where everything is just plugged in, you know, so we just plonk the streaming PC down and <laughs> plug all the SDI cables in, plug the cables in. The most important thing, you know, the most difficult thing is being told left a bit, right a bit when you're putting those corner cameras up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's pretty simple and it has to be like that. I mean, when you got going back to the the older events you know when we've got five fields running and i have to set up five fields yeah that that's you have to know what you're doing and you know be streamlined because otherwise when we can only you know when when i get there and it's still dark and you lot start turning up at like you know half seven or whatever and we've already been there three hours setting up you know and I go, and believe it or not, I just go as well at the end. Most of the time, you'll see me like the podiums are done, the champagne's been sprayed. I generally tidy up a bit, put the cameras away a bit, sometimes not always, <laughs> and get in my car and go home. <laughs> and and the, but the, and the and the guys there, you know, like like Kieran, Adam, and and um, you know, Anton, Ains, Dill, Steph, all the staff, they're all there till seven, eight o'clock sometimes. Yeah, that is commitment. It's, it's dedication. Fair play yeah. to them. There's so, a lot. There's a lot that goes in it. Yeah. Got a got a question then. 
when's the cable cam coming in? Cable cam? Yeah, so you know, from one end, yeah. so you can swoop <laughs> along, right? With, no, <laughs> never. No. No. Are there more Wait, plans fully, for more cameras? Could, the funny thing is, right? We've looked at that. I could, you, anything you could mention about that stream, we've we've probably already looked at and thought. Oh, yeah, of so course. That that those cable cams, I I think it's forty five meters, probably forty eight meters from post to post. Um, so to have a forty eight meter line going right the way down the center and then having someone control that as well that's the problem is having yeah. another person on site controlling that camera yeah um, and it's not so much the cost because i don't think they're not really that expensive but you imagine the first time that gets shot you know and oh, falls how off. are you how are you cleaning that if it gets shot anyway you gotta exactly. get a ladder up between two points <laughs> yeah yeah so the problem like we've um i've spoke about about this on the stream as well before is the problem we could have drone footage and i have we did have a drone I, I did have my mavic about two three years ago yeah and i have got a load of footage from that mavic but to have the delay and you can stream from the mavic to our, an rmtp server but to have the delay then in like put into the stream it, it would be too much. So we'd have to delay yeah. the stream like, and then we would have to pre-produce okay. that and then de delay the output. And it's just not worth But what. And then you've got to have someone controlling the Mavic and then the battery generally doesn't last more than a set. Certainly yeah. on elite because you are looking at about 30 minute flight time and, and set times are just over 30 minutes, 40 minutes. So you would only get part of the set and it's just, yeah, for, for what worth. you get, it's not, it's not worth it. What about ref cams? Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine that on his head running in, pulling a yellow or red. I mean, <laughs> I mean, even the on-field cam that I that I use, that's even that was a like a fat a grand basically for everything. And even just to have one person, me doing that, it means I am not in the pits. Yeah. Doing something else. So it's yeah. it's just um yeah, unless there's a free cameraman walking around that wants to volunteer their services for free to be shot and walk around with a thousand pounds worth of camera trying not well, to get it shot well we've uh, lost we've lost a teammate who's a vlogger jordan he's a youtuber right. so he, he'll do it well where's he gone i <laughs> uh, just he's quit people why um for because do you know that he's doing it he does his yeah. business jj Wright creator he's just yeah. concentrating on that and he's just making it big which is fair enough to him. He's doing well. He's got loads of clients, so he's yeah. aiming for that. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, no, he's doing well. But I do like it when you're coming around with the camera, get a few words of inspiration, like, come on, guys, just just beat him up already. Come on. What are you doing? You're messing around. <laughs> don't, don't, that's why we don't have audio on. <laughs> um, we did I, once, I, and we had to take an entire stream down. <laughs> why? Well, because the, the numpties on the field can't, keep it clean can they uh, so. yeah that, it wasn't anything enough. to do with us was it <laughs> no no oh, that's all right we <laughs> when um so started a day um i just want to ask a few questions about because obviously start a day do the captain's meeting you're always there aren't you yep um i just got a few questions that i want to know when obviously i've been when i go to them i haven't seen many but i know you would have come across it who do you have what is the most annoying thing that people ask? Do you get stupid questions? You, I, well, I know you probably do. You, you know what? Actually, we usually go over most stuff at the in the captain's meeting. Simple things are the rules haven't changed. 
because of COVID, go in the same door, the same pit door that you come out of. You know, treat it as though stay in your half of the pits, which if you've ever been to any event um, in Europe, et cetera, then that's what happens anyway. You physically yeah. can't get to the other side of the pits, you know. So it's barriered off, you know. And, if, and to be brutally honest, if you did, they they well, you'd probably, get, probably beat you up. Yeah, you'd they'd throw <laughs> you out anyway. So you certainly would it. I would, if anyone came into our pits, you know, the 15s and came in our gate and walked around, you'd just, you'd be, you'd just launch them back out the gate again. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so, so don't do that, you know, just go in and out the same gate. Um, the rules haven't changed. Don't be, uh, you know. Yeah. And then, want... um, and that's it. Did you want to name drop? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't pick paint up off the floor. Don't pick paint up off the floor. Yeah, my bad. Uh, that one in a me in, so that's why I, I, I actually, I actually, <laughs> well, I mean that that's been a rule for a lot. I mean that that I actually listened to that podcast, and I hate to say this, I don't agree with the assessment of of what happened there. I don't. You didn't get a penalty for picking paint up off the floor because that's just a straight elimination. So you must have done something else to get the penalty. I wasn't sure. Ooh. Talking. No, I was one player on the field. I was, I, I was still alive. Mm. Well, picking paint and puff the floor is just an elimination. So, Ooh. so I don't want. Oh, I'm going to get crucified now for saying something about, against our referees. But, but, but I'm only saying what the rules are, which is it's just an elimination. But I tell you what, picking on that just side note, I found out the other day. Do you know the reason why I got pulled on that and how the ref found out? It's because the ref couldn't see me when I did it. Mm-hmm. But the Somank were on the hill behind me <laughs> and they saw me do it and they went, ooh, and I heard it. And then, but what I didn't hear is, he's picked up paint. He's picked up paint. <laughs> then the oh, so you're over and pings me out. I'm, I'm calling Sharpie out for it and Robbo. <laughs> I mean, and, and the reason for, for not picking paint up off the floor, obviously, you, it's not it, it, twofold, really. It's not that you're going to find a Malteser or a marble lying on the floor. <laughs> no. You know, but... But you go on the field and you're chronographed with the paint that, that you're using, right? You're not you're, you're not chronographed to the paint, all the different random sizes, manufacturers, no, et cetera, the uh, okay. paint that's on the floor. So that's why we why we do it, is that you could be picked. I mean, on the Astro, it's not too bad, but you imagine doing that. Like NXL, I hate to say it, it's bonkers. How that, how, why they allow that on a grass field where you could be picking up stones and everything else, yeah. I have no idea. But, you know... Yeah, no, I understand it. But I want you to name drop someone if there is, right? Who complains the most on the captain's meetings? Do you get a complainers? No. Don't, no one complains? No. It's it's like crickets, honestly. There's there's whenever when I say to people, any questions, they just go, nope. Yeah, I, say, I, I, ne- I never ask a question. Never. Yeah. <laughs> never. I'm just like, but to be nope. fair, to be fair, what questions are there to be asked? The rules are the same. Yeah. The the rules haven't changed, you know, just you know, are the pit timers working? Yeah. Are the gates coming in and out the same gate? Yeah. Is the scoreboard break timer working? No, it's taped over now. That just crack on. That's yeah. it. Have a nice day. Enjoy your enjoy your day. You know. <laughs> no, no one ever complains. No one ever um, no. asks questions. You, you do that down at the lower divisions. You do. They, they, yeah, they will have questions. Yeah. You know, they, they will have um because um you know breaking and division five are M five hundred and breaking especially is different um different gun rates. You know. 280 and 8 bps caps and stuff like that so yeah um 
you know, they, they might ask a question, but some of them haven't never stepped foot on a paintball field. Yeah, before, so it's so. acceptable, isn't it? So it's to be expected, yeah. 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 How much does it annoy you when someone presses the wrong towel? And how much does it mess everything up? Um, so it doesn't mess something up on providing Nick and I are on the same wavelength. So obviously Nick is our scorer. So, and if she, with a scoreboard system, if you tell, it will, um, it will flash which side has towed. And unless we press approve point, then it, it won't flick the score onto the wrong side. So we will just reverse the point. It will say reverse point and we, we can change it that way. Right. On the old software, you had no chance. It would just put our score wrong. And then that score would be wrong on the wrong side. But as long as we sort of um, were on the ball between us, we can sort of sort it out. But it is annoying. Yeah, it's annoying, obviously. I get that. But... <laughs> and you shouldn't be there because you should be in your own pit. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> have you Have you ever sort of come across malicious intent with the towels? No, I don't think so. No, Gen- genuinely not. No, that's all right. That's all right. I mean, at all the European events, no, because you can't even go. In, you have the towel key in your hand. Right, okay. and, and you know it's not strapped to the post. So at Millennium, they physically give the towel keys out to each coach. You know they do the oh, ID right. check, gun check, come over, coach. Yeah, me. Here's your towel key. Thanks. So, so that's it. So no one can tell it anyway, apart from the two people involved. Okay. Do you find when you go to these European events that they run it? Do they run it a lot differently to how the you guys would at CPPS, or is it the same sort of way? But obviously, some bits are going to vary because of the size of the event and different places. But is it? Do you see a lot of differences? Uh, I think we are. Do you run I mean, it better? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. We run it better. And you can you can actually if you've ever tried to approach uh, a head ref or a, or uh, a member of uh, senior management at Millennium, well we'll roll it back three year four years when if something happens in your game and you try and go to them they just did not want to know at all it wouldn't even have, it wouldn't it wouldn't even be a conversation. But, oh wow! So what? So CPS is ran because obviously myself and Luke, we haven't played mm-hmm. an nxl event so it is completely it, it, different it's a, it? right so nxl i'd say um are, are a lot better than millennium were so you could speak to brian who was the, the spl ultimate or you could speak to cj who's the the ref um the ref manager for them um or you could even speak to tom you know because tom's rolling around a bit but at the end of the day what are you going to complain about like it's it's, it's the same at cpps right uh, I am I'm like managing the event. I am stood in those pits. I am stood in the center. I am never, ever going to overturn a referee's call on the field. I am never going to say that that was a red or a yellow. It's just no. never, no, it's ever, not, ever going to your place, does it? Yeah. But well, I can't do it. Imagine the precedent that that, that would set. You know? Yeah. Oh, I would okay. have to be. I would have to be there all the time. You know? Imagine that I undermine the ref, and 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 the ref's in the best place to see it anyway. Yeah, you know, of course. Than, than me. The the only time that I will get involved is if the game is finished, and and let's say Jabra or the ultimate comes over to me and says, whether it be a dirty hang, because everyone gets confused about dirty the the checking in with a live hit. Don't like to call it dirty hang because dirty hang's not actually in the rule book. But so checking in with a live hit that everyone sort of gets confused about what happens with that because the rules changed about three years ago so 
if the ultimates come over to me and they want clarification, then obviously I'll, I'll clarify the rules for them. But I'm not, never going to say if a player comes over to me and says that was a red, it shouldn't have been a yellow, or vice versa. I can ju- I will just nod at them and say. Yeah. So what did yeah. you want to go over? What what is meant to happen when? Oh. What did you call it? Sorry, a check. A check in. Yeah. Check in. Yeah, checking in with a live hit is what is what it's the phrase is in the rule book. Yeah. So you you you're I don't know. There's various different scenarios, but the main thing that you've got to appreciate is if you, we'll say it's a dough hang, because that's what everyone associates it with. So you're the last player. Um, You get to the start gate. You've done, you've shot everybody. You're a superstar. You get to the start gate. You press the buzzer. The ref finds a hit on your pack. Okay. That team can never, ever win that point. That's the number one thing. Yeah, of course. Okay. So you've been hit. Yeah. So that, but, but the outcome of that game will never be a win for the team that's checked in with that live hit, the Dewey Hong. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, the referee's got to decide what flag to throw. Okay, so because it's not necessarily a red. It doesn't say checking in with a live hit is a red or a yellow. Now, 99.9% of the time, it's going to be a game-changing move and therefore a red. Right. So... I instruct the refs that I uh, well and and that that um, as a, as a series we want checking in with a live hit to be a red. Okay, okay. so they're so they're always going to throw a, a a red flag. So they throw a red. It's a major, and you just have to assess that penalty from there. So you, you count how many players you've got alive, two for one sitting there. If the, the the way you break it down then is has the opposing team got any players left? If they have, then they win the point. If they don't, right. then you then you have to assess the penalty. If if you've got enough players to fill that penalty, then it's an and you end with exactly none. I'm pretty sure it's still a point to the other, t- other team. If you don't have enough to fill it, it's a point to the other team. Right. Okay. I understand that. And you will start with four players next point minimum. Even if you have enough players, even if there's three of you and it's a red and you've pulled everyone, you still start with four. Okay, that is what, I didn't know that. That is, what, that is what should happen. So even if, say, say there's five of them on the field, they yep. killed everyone, the bloke who uh, yep. who did the dirty hang, no matter what, they will start yep. with four. Okay, yes. I didn't know that. Even if you've got three players left, let's say then. Or if you've got two players left, sorry. So you've pulled three players. Right. And, and there's two of your players left. You lose the point. And uh, I, I think it's a no point at that point, but um, unless it's in the last 60 seconds, in which case it's a swing point. Yeah, swing point yeah. um, so that's why it, get, it can get complicated. But if you just, it, it's broken down in the ref page, you know, as I literally, as I do this, do this, do this, do this, outcome is this. Almost almost like a flow chart, you know. Uh, right. I okay. like it. That's, yeah. No, Learn something new. I didn't but, realize it was, yeah. No, I, I, w- I would say that that, is the most complicated part about refing, right? So everything else is just, um, you see a hit, playing on. I mean, playing on, the playing on thing for, for paintball, um, I, I hear a lot of people say, and it's my favourite word in paintball, it's my big bugbear when it comes to players, refing, <laughs> decisions, right? And they will say that that is harsh. Well, it's not harsh. 
it's the rules. Yeah, I was going to say it's the rules. <laughs> right. So if you get hit, and I totally agree, if you've been hit on the top of your pod as you're running down and you genuinely don't know, then, yeah, you might say that, you know, well, but but the, it, you're still playing on. And you're still, yeah. and it's still going to be assessed as either a two or a, or a, a minor or a major. And, yeah. and, and unfortunately, because of, um, because of the way that players cheat, you can't give anyone the benefit of the doubt. There is no benefit of the doubt in, in, in no. that. You hit, you're playing on, it's a penalty. And at the end of the day, it wouldn't be harsh if it was for the other team. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, just the, that's just the way it goes, isn't it? You know, yeah, um, exactly. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not, like I say, it's not harsh. It's just the rules. You got hit on the front of your loader, you don't notice. But there are players who do notice. They do know and they do push the envelope and they do actively cheat. And I'm sorry, but players, you're going to get me right on my high horse now, but players, <laughs> players need to take personal responsibility when they step on that field, right? Name me another sport where I have to have 10 referees for 10 players. Yeah. Name me another sport. Basketball, what? There's three? Like, I don't know. Hockey. Three football, one maybe. All right, say three. Sorry, the linesman. You know, um, I don't know. There isn't that many umpires in baseball. You know, it's just, just I can't even think of a sport where you have to have 10, 11 refs looking at ten players. Yeah, yeah. And if and if players and if players took personal responsibility for cheating, and if they they didn't push the envelope and cheat, whether it be being shot in the hand. And then calling for a paint check, right? If you get shot in the hand, you're getting a major. You're getting a gross major, in fact. If you get shot in the hand and you call for a paint check, you are getting a wiping penalty. Is that because oh. it's, it's, it's so easy area. to fill and it's just, yeah, like a self-check area because you just right. go, oh, oh yeah, self- I am here. Again, self-check areas don't exist in paintball anymore. Right, okay. Right. Ah. So so you can you can get shot, right? Right slap bang, I'm pointing, but you can't. Right slap bang in the middle <laughs> of your chest. Right, and if you look look down at it and look at it, and then call for a paint check, that referee can give you a penalty. Yeah, there okay. there, there are no self check paint areas in 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 paintball. You know, you just you're either shot and hit and playing on, and it's a penalty, or you're shot and hit and you leave the field. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um... It has. It sounds in inverted commas harsh, but that <laughs> unfortunately that's the way it has to be because the the because the line is pushed constantly everyone pushes their luck yeah, yeah and if and if players took personal responsibility i mean players always say to me about being banned and stuff like that right i'm a pretty i like to think i'm a pretty easygoing person right you cannot go into somebody else's pits and threaten to batter them and threaten to chin them and not be banned <laughs> what that, that's wow. this is, this is speaking right? of experience just, of course so you just can't do that right you cannot tell a ref to F off and then dare him to throw another flag and not get banned. It's just, it just, <laughs> uh, it, yeah, know, no, no. Like it, my mind, it blows my mind how people, and I'll be brutally honest, I mean, I'll get in trouble for saying it, right? I could sit down with you two at the start of every Sunday and I could write a list of who's going to get banned or who's going to get majors or who going to give me the most grief that day. And I guarantee it'll be a very short list and it'll be the same list every single Sunday. <laughs> Where do you find the most? Where <laughs> the, what, what division are most of those players from? 
I mean, uh, it's a leaf. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. I think uh, I think you'll find I think you you find as the divisions go down, it's genuine like genuine like error. You know? Yeah, yeah. They, they genuinely don't know they've been shot in the pack. They're genuinely, you know. But as the higher you go, the higher the level of cheating increases, and the better the players are at cheating. There's yeah. just there's just no yeah yeah no no, no getting away from that. You know? So you're, you're not going to name drop anyone. Everyone cheats. Every no, single, no, every on, single... on your list. On your list. Oh, no, no. <laughs> every, every single person in paintball has cheated at some point. Yeah, of course. Everyone has. So, so We've made take, on there, we have. So take that player responsibility on, you know? And it's 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 swings and roundabouts, man. Sometimes it goes for you and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you get caught and sometimes you don't. It's just, just the way it is. But yeah. Don't complain when it happens, especially to me. Yeah, Matt, I'll, I, we need to I, we need to switch this up because you're gonna punch the camera in a minute. All right? <laughs> no, genuine. That's the thing. Genuinely, not. I don't like like it doesn't bother me. No, like when yeah. people are sh- uh, my my over ten years, twelve years, my skin has got so thick, and I get all called all the names under the sun from being corrupt to the to, to whatever. <laughs> you know, it just it just. It's just water off a duck's back. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. When was the last time? I used this analogy like uh, uh, last week at Elite. I think on stream. But when was the last time watching any sport? Like you complain to a ref and he changed his mind, right? So you're playing cricket, right? You know, and and the bowler, you're in bat, and the bowler comes down and he skittles your your middle wicket straight out the ground, and you turn to the referee and you go, "That's that's not out, mate. No." And the umpire turns around to you and says, you know what? Thank God you're here. You're absolutely right. Please continue, sir. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. I love that. No, it, and, you, and when was the last time in a ref or in a referee situation, in any sport ever, a referee has overturned something like that? You yeah, that's no, true. Just, yeah. And especially yeah. in paintball, where it's instant, you know, and you are out. If you're shot, you're out and you talk, you're getting a penalty. It's the easiest thing in the world for a referee to do is to, as soon as you say something or argue, is to throw that flag in the air. Why yeah. give them? Why give them that? Why give them the reason to uh, give you a, a, a red or a yellow yeah. when you I'd... just shut up and get off the field? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> because you're not going to change anything. That's never going to change. And that's been, been the fundamental for, for years, since before I started playing, you know? Talking yeah. penalties is the easiest penalty for a ref to pull. I got that. You know, I, 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 yeah, I think um, actually Mason and Jack themselves have actually put this into, they've kind of drilled this into us, haven't they really, Sean, with the fact that if you get a penalty, forget it, move on. Mm-hmm. It's not well, going to change. As soon as you go it's, off the field, Mason's like, shut up, don't want to hear it, yeah. go fill up your paint, yeah. go fill up your gun. But I'll, wonder do, where I'll he, deal uh, with it. With, I wonder where he's got that from. Yeah, you know, I can imagine. Yeah, you just we we in the fifteens, right? This um, we we obviously at CPPS, I have quite a lot of statistics um from the from the games. Okay, I can tell you um the times of every point that was ever scored. I can tell you um all the penalties that were in any games ever. You know, because they're all written down by the scorers. You know, the times of what point was scored, your first point averages, your so on and so on and so on and so on. Right, and how many, how many, what teams get the most penalties and what teams don't? You know, we have all that information. 
you know we don't give it to anyone because it doesn't really wouldn't really serve any purpose i know no. um ash asks me for it but but you know realistically does anyone care that lucky 15s have a of a you know the go if if they win the first point they go on to win the game they win most games 4-0 yeah yeah not, even, yeah that, that statistic would be completely useless you know so and believe it or not i mean go, just going back to the lucky 15s uh, you know uh, they are not the most penalized team and they're not the least penalized team there's smack bang in the middle just above the middle for for the number of penalties you know and it's it's yeah. You know, but but the same teams are at the top every single time. That is not a coincidence. No, no, of course it's not. You know, it's There's not. A reason. And you can you can if you want to, you could turn around and say, well, that's because the refs hate you. If you really wanted to say that, <laughs> if you want to live in that deluded world, yeah, where say, you want yeah. to, you don't want to take Excuses, personal responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to personal responsibility again. If you don't want to take that personal responsibility that you are a penalty machine, then <laughs> that's up to you. You can't blame the refs because when you go abroad or when you go to those other, you get penalties there as well. So yeah, they, and they don't know you. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's yeah, it, it, if players took personal responsibility and looked at themselves, then life would be so much easier. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, exactly, and that's because you know paintball is a adrenaline fueled sport. You know, it's you know it's people shooting each other. You know, it's yeah. hot, it's aggressive, it's you know, and and the adrenaline's there. And and I am the last person that will want and me and Ains or and and Dilla, the last people that want to take that out of the sport or, or the the event. But there has to be a line, yeah. you know. And that line, um, I used to play a lot of, um, I told this analogy to Twiz actually last um, two weeks ago when he was down, I think for Division 1. And um, was it Division 2? E2, Sandbaggers. Yeah, so I, I used this analogy with him, right? I used to play a lot of five-a-side football when I was younger, in my uh, 20s up to 30s. And we used to play a lot down Power League. We got through to not national competitions, etc. And And the amount of teams that would just try and kick your head in in the car park before the game even started. And that comes to Sunday league as well. You know, yeah, that, yeah. Intim- that intimidation and that, um, that, that threat of violence and stuff like that, it has no place at CPPS no. whatsoever. Right. So it is my real, but if you can't do it on the field fairly shooting people fairly with skill because that you've acquired through training hours and hours and hours of training, then I'm not interested. Go play somewhere else. Genuinely, go play somewhere else. Yeah. And Ains, were, you know, Ains and Dill, they won't, you know, they, they won't cringe at me saying that. They're in complete agreement. We just don't want that kind of behaviour at CPPS. It's just, you know. And then we're, to be brutally honest, we're pretty lucky because we get it very, very, very rarely. Yeah. I was going to no, say, most, most people at CPPS are on the understanding that you're kind of almost enemies on the field, but the minute you leave the field, you're friends. Yeah. You know, um, I think actually, to be honest, as, as much as payment community cheats and they don't hold responsibility, it's quite a good community at CPBS. Most people are quite friendly. It, it is brilliant. And especially, I mean, <laughs> again, I'll probably get shot for saying it, but but Ains and I enjoy the lower divisions more we do the, the higher divisions. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just, 
a lot more stress, a lot less stress free. Yeah. Know? Apart I from Jonathan Aero trying to do Dead Man Walks every time he plays. <laughs> that's, been, that we, that's been banned for the last eight years. I, I remember watching a point where I've never watched Ames get so involved in that. And I remember watching him on the live stream hang out of that cabin and shout down to the refs, Dead Man taught a Dead Man Walks do not count. <laughs> It's the and, only time. All right, and do you know why we do that? Why do you think we we took a collective decision years ago, right, to ban dead man walks? Why do you think that is? Starts um, on more arguments, I imagine. <laughs> probably a lot of people get overshot. Right. So exactly. So a lot of people, even though they should, and if you were at NXL or Mills and you didn't have your hand on your head walking off, you'd get a penalty. They were really strict on it. You know, if you didn't have your hand on your head walking off, you would you would get a penalty. And so we're, we're a little bit looser with that. You know, I don't want to penalise people because they've just been, you know, they're shot and they're hot and they're walking blatantly, walking off the field, going round, you know, to the net, the net in, walking the net, picking their pods up or whatever, even though they shouldn't. But you know, I don't want to pee, like have, tell the refs. If, if people want me to, me to say to all the refs, throw a penalty on every single person who doesn't have their hand on their head instantly to the that the second they go out of the netting, but I'll do that if that's what they want. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. Of course, you can't. We can't. I don't want to be in that situation. So you have a situation where what would happen is, oh, and I have told the 15s to do this. Anyone without their hand on their head at Mills or NXL or whatever gets drilled until they put their hands on their head because you don't know what they're doing. Yeah, you know. So, so if someone's walking down the field without their hand on their head, they just get shot to shit until they're put their hand on their head yeah. and it just creates drama for what because because you've i'm sorry right what not... skill in there is yeah. is there in dead man or... yeah exactly yeah it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's, mass, a, it's a massive cheat it's a massive it's just a massive cheat it's a skillless move it, it's a throwback to woods ball where people used to do it there and looking at, ha, 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 I've walked down the middle of the forest yeah. and no one's seen me and I've picked up the flag and now I'm at your Stargate. And no yeah. one shot me, blatantly shot me, because um, they thought I was dead. Yeah, exactly. So where, talking, just talking about overshooting, where do you stand on overshooting? Where, when does overshooting turn into overshooting? Can I just chime in? I don't think there's... I, I think there is overshooting if you do like a Mexican standoff in the middle of the field, but all these people that sort of get a few extra balls as they're walking off, that's right. not overshooting. Right. So there's a couple of things here, right? And I, I think to someone looking, it's pretty obvious when it's like you're being over, when someone is being overshot, right? Someone running... Someone being shot in the snake and then getting an extra couple of balls in their head as they stand up walking out that's not overshooting that paint is generally already in the air yeah. being shot from a corner or from somewhere else you know yeah. and, and and that's just that's just paint that's in the air <clears throat> yeah if you're going to do a run through and this is a, a dpl especially for the 15s right we, we got penalties for this right so i say this at the, at the i said this at the the very first event right if you're in the 50 at the 50 line and you get a you trade or you, you know, you trade with your, uh, let's say you're in the centre brick, go backwards or go sideways. Do not go on a jolly walk, sauntering down the field to the opposition start gate, looking around, looking at people, you know, and all that. You're going to get shot. Are you yeah, not? Of course, of course you are. Yeah, of course you are. So, so 
and there are players that do that, but you know, it, 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 it's just get off the field in the right direction. And nine times out of 10, you won't get shot another 10 times. Yeah. I don't think you can usually tell when it's malicious, you know, and, and, and there is, unfortunately, it's a really thin line, you know, and, and the referees will deal with that on the field. And that's, yeah. and that's one thing. If What generally happens is um, they will, they will pull unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct for that. Yeah. Right. And that penalty at CPPS holds no limit to the scope of ban that I can put on. Ooh. Right. So I can oh, okay. ban you for life if I want to. Or I can ban you for an event, or I can ban you for the game. It just depends. Is there anyone who is banned for life? No. Is there anyone? When was the last time someone got banned for an event? Uh, for any? Yeah, for an event, say. Or uh, said, look, you're done elite, for a day. Was, Go ahead. In, in elite, there was two. Last event. Last event. Yeah. Oh wow! What was obviously not? We don't <laughs> want to know names or team, but what was the reason for that? Uh, the two, the two reasons that I alluded to about twenty odd minutes ago, yeah, were the two were, two, were the two things. Um, I think I, I think I, I remember hearing about this. So uh, I'm not, I'm what, not gonna name what, drop. What, well, I mean, I can if you want me to. It's, it's up to you. It's your I want to know. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, oh, okay. But, but, you know, a, know. a certain player, um, a certain player, got shot in the head. Checked himself. The ref called him out he told the ref to f off uh and then the ref went to throw a penalty for that and then he dared him and said uh i dare you to throw another flag in which and the ultimate uh, sorry the second the first on the other side came over and did throw the flag and then and then they came over to me and jabba made that decision that he was done and that was it oh wow Okay. So it's not just so it's not just me that makes that decision, you know. No, Jabba, will, Jabba, Jabba will generally make that decision and come to me and say, "Do you agree?" And I have never disagreed, ever. Then, I never will. Okay, so then does that? Can I know who it is? Am I, can I? Can I know the team? <laughs> I want to tell you afterwards. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Okay. I mean, you can see it on the webcast if you really want to. Yeah, and then what was the other reason for the other person? Was it the same thing? Um, someone believed that they'd been overshot and uh, instead of allowing us to deal with that on the field, then decided to take matters into their own hands in a bit. Right. And then that relates to what you said earlier. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I could just okay. see Sean's It's clicking, it's clicking, it's clicking. It's, you know, it's, it's one of the, look, I understand the frustration, but the two things are completely separated, you know? And, and if you were to try and do that at any event, uh, anywhere, in any sport, you yeah. just, you know, that's that the end result would be. What possible choice do I have if that happens? None. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. And it's not personal. It's... I don't want to do that. I don't want to ruin anyone's day, weekend. They're customers at the end of the day, you know? You are the all the paintballers that come to CPPS are paying customers, you know, and and they we want them all to have a hard, good day's paintball, and that's you know doing what everyone loves to do. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, um, I I, I love this whole band thing. Um, <laughs> what was the worst reason? Obviously, don't say who, what team. What was the worst bannable offence you've ever come across? If that sounds right. Um, worst I thing mean, someone did, and you've gone at, CPP, at CPPS or at 
CPPS, uh, the suit for what you have personally done, like um, as in your at, at CPPS, it was it was um, uh, he's going through. He's just yeah. going through the archetypes. I mean, now. I'll be honest. There's so many. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you threaten, I'll be I'll be brutally honest. If you threaten any of my staff, then you're just getting banned for life. Like, yeah, of if course. Threaten any of them, either physically, uh, you know, verbally. Well, it's one thing, but physically, you know, you, you if you ever threaten physically any member of staff, you're never coming to CPS again. CPS. No. And I think that's you know, I don't think that's. No, that's unreasonable. There was a guy, um, I can't remember his name. I think he was Portuguese. I can't remember at Mills once one year. Well, I'm sure I'm Jabba would probably tell him, probably correct me or whatever, but I'm sure he hit a ref and got banned for life. Whoa. I'm sure it was it was either a ref or another player, I can't remember. But he just had his ID card, took off him, and that was it. You know. (laughs) Oh wow. Okay. So talking about ID cards, because I know uh, whenever they're mentioned, everyone rolls their eyes. But what was the sort of the idea behind them? Was it to stop sandbagging as such or to sort of follow in the footsteps of NXL? Right. So, so, I mean, Ains is probably the best person to talk to about this because it's his it's his baby. Something that he's done through (laughs) UK PSF and um, through his role in like um, president of the EBPF as he was. I don't think he's now because um, I don't think the EBPF is still going because I changed to the WPF. I can't remember. Either way, <laughs> <laughs> he's overlord of paintball. Um, <laughs> he's a paintball uh, in some yeah. description. He, um, I mean, look, the, the ID cards, they do, if we want to do them, if we're going to do them, we want them to be amazing, right? We just we don't want them to be a card, which is as it was at Mills, right? And an Excel. It was just a, it was just a card with your picture on with your division it, with your player. Oh, right, okay. That was it. That was all it did. You know, and and on if you went on to a PB uh, tournament, you could look at the roster and it would show the you know the pictures of the people and the ID cards and stuff, right? So and that was 50 euros for the privilege. Now Jesus. Ains has got another idea with with ID, and and he's ex- he's already said this on the stream, so I'm not giving yeah, away yeah. the secrets, right? So he, um, our cards are going to be riff, so riff chipped, and and once we have that technology, we can do so many different things with it. So we can, um, you know, obviously we can tell how many people have, have been training. We can see what division you're in. We can see what teams you've played for. We can see what divisions you've been in. What divisions you've played for, and so on and so on and so on. And if if there, if we have that data, we can then combine that into the live stream as well. So we can then bring those rosters up on the live stream through through oh, the stuff wow. that we're using and stuff. So it's there's so much cool stuff that we can do with the ID cards that are you know that aren't just scan here. Thanks for your $50 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't so, hear anything back from it at all. <laughs> exactly. It was just, a, it was just. I mean, the ID cards for, for Mills, you know, that was an Excel. It was just another expense, you know. It was just another 500 euros that we had to shell out every year. Jesus. So, th- so this is like big game changing. Well, not, yeah, big game changing sort of tech that's coming I mean, the, the, to evolving the live stream the, as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's why they've not been released yet because we, we don't want, we, we never, uh, if you see the things that Ains and I come up with and there is generally, there is generally the hold us back thing. Me and Ains <laughs> would have built 
God knows what on that site by there, you know, and, <laughs> and because we have like these ideas and these things that we want to do and, oh yeah, we do this and we do this and we do this and the cameras are a bit amazing. We're like kids, you know, coming up with these things, but we, that we have to be reined back because of not just, you know, uh, not just because of cost, but because of time constraints, you know, and, and et cetera. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'd love to be a fly on the wall when you and Ed <laughs> going off on one. All the ideas, I'd love to just listen to them. Yeah. It, I mean, there's so many things that we could do, but it's just, like I say, it's a lot of it is time. You know? Yeah. And um, because we all have jobs, you know, Ains has a job. Yeah. We all have a job, you know. Yeah, exactly. With, um, with talking about things that could be coming up, um, when we had Alex and Lydia on the podcast, did you listen to that podcast by any chance? Yes. Um, I don't know if you may know the question I'm going to ask. Because um, she mentioned, Alex mentioned uh like a woman's facility to get changed is that okay. something which could happen just like if you know i know it's it's hard because it's an extra building or it's an extra if it's a container or whatever it is is that something which could happen do you think i mean if people i mean Ains is pretty you know he's a pretty um sensible person if enough yeah of customers, course you know if enough customers ask for it that i don't want to speak for ains because you know i'm not putting yeah i'm not putting the foreground up that that would be the extra container yeah. so um you know <laughs> it, 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 it's it, i can't see i can understand from the girls is the girls frustration you know they're having to get changed and stuff you know maybe in their cars or, or whatever you know with a load yeah, of yeah. standing around i wouldn't want to do that either you know? <laughs> and, um, especially some of the people that pay ball and, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and um, so i mean the, the best thing for them to do is to speak to Ains. You know, that's, that's the best yeah. thing I can do. Yeah, no, no, I understand that it's not your, yeah. It's not, it, it's it, not in my remit. I it's not your money, with, as it were, is it? In I just have to deal day, with yeah. angry customers. And 15 children dressed in green. Yeah, I can imagine, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh God, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get, we get coached by two of those children, so. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the 15s are my, I mean, you know, it's, it, I would, I would love to see anyone else to have to deal with that or deal with that, you know, have to deal with building something like that from the very beginning and then um, having to stand back when they're doing the thing, you know, that you've trained them to do. Yeah. It's, it's insane. I mean, a lot of the time we won't, me and I won't be in the bits. We'll just leave. It's a bit different. <laughs> it's a different. It's a bit different when, uh, when Ainsley's doing the live stream, but but generally I will just sit down and um, not say anything yeah. because I just don't want to. I don't, I, a lot of the time, up until about three years ago, I physically couldn't watch them. I, I could not watch them play, especially the Mustangs. I was so nervous. It's horrible. I hate watching them oh. play. But um, <laughs> but now, I mean, people probably won't believe me. And I was having this conversation. I think with Carl from the firm uh, on. Uh, the last elite and like i said you you probably won't believe me i genuinely don't care if the 15s win or not at cpps oh okay I, honestly honestly you and people won't believe that they'll be sitting at home no doubt listening to this thinking get lost but genuinely <laughs> i don't care if they win or not is that because you would like to see another team beat them or is it just because you've seen them win so many times now um both <laughs> both no, genuinely both i mean what so uh in the last five years 
um, between both teams, 29 podiums. Jesus. Oh, that's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> that's, and that's not, that's not including 2020, where they won the series. The 15s won the series. And a lot of people forget, you know, that Mustangs didn't win the series in 2020 by eight seconds. Eight seconds and a, and a dirty hand call on the ref, right? That, by ref. That, that, was, that was the difference between them finishing top or, or second. So, so for people wow. to be surprised, you know, about the 15s and, and paintballs like that, you know, when, when, when the 15s won um, SPL, oh, sorry, came second in SPL uh, in 2018, we came second by something like, I think it was like one point something of a ranking point over a four event series. Wow. That's, you know, I, that's I, think, like... I think it came down to um, head to head between us or maybe even the points that we scored against Cryptonomics, who won the event, the last event that we finished fourth. I think it came down to um, the, the sort of point sort of spread or whatever. And, and the year that we won, SBL2, um, we won it on the same, I think it was the same ranking points, and we only won the whole event because Force Majeure um, didn't win, or we beat them in a head-to-head, I think it was. <clears throat> so... Paintball is like is so close, you know, in in no sort of sense. Yeah. You know? it's in it, and it, you imagine what that has done to my blood pressure over the last. <laughs> five <years. laughs> right. I want to um, I want to move on from paintball because I'm dying to ask a question by now. It's, it's coming <laughs> up. All right. So once once again, I've forgotten the amount of money, Luke. Fifty mil. Fifty mil. Yeah. Okay. Right. There's a snail. Okay, touches mm-hmm. you, you die. Right, okay. I'm gonna be very clear with the rules because it's my theory's been broken a few times now. Okay. Right, touches you, you die. You cannot yep. kill it, it's indestructible. If you think you trap it, it's a decoy, it will live until the day you die. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's not a normal garden snail, it, it's basically gonna have the same lifespan as you have, right? Yep. It will follow you no matter where you go. If you get on a plane, go to Australia, it will get on a plane, get to Australia. Obviously, it's going to be behind you mm-hmm. by, I'd imagine, a considerable amount. Okay. Because it's a snail. Yeah. For 50 million pounds, one payment, not <laughs> no monthly installments, all right? <laughs> one off payment, <laughs> no yeah. more money. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take it? So, can it uh, like get a car? Uh, it can't obviously drive the car, but it can stick to the bumper. Right. Okay. Um, let me do some quick maths. Quick calculations. <laughs> and uh, I also want to know whether you, if you do, I don't know, we'll see what you do first. You're actually working it out. What's he working Four out? <laughs> like, all right, how much are plane tickets right now? Right. Over no. the next okay. 60 years. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the money. Right. Well, oh, okay. What's, what's, what's your, your what's plan and family as well? What are you going to do that way? What, what do you mean? Sorry. Like, are, are you going away, away for a bit? Right. So, you, okay. Well, I mean? let's let's put it this way. Um, the average distance a snail can travel in a day is two hundred meters. Oh no! Okay? I hate so, that. So if I, so if, I so if I go and live in Australia, like that's fifteen thousand kilometers away. So that it would take, even if that snail didn't catch that plane. It would take that snail 200 years to get to Australia wow. if it wasn't on a plane, right? So even if I went to let's take um, 
let's take let's take Italy. Okay, so Italy is about what seventeen hundred kilometers. Yes. So that's about thirty years for it to get to Italy, right? So yeah, I'm just going to tell the money. If I'm honest, oh, he just destroyed the question. <laughs> wow, Sean's little face has just dropped. Matt has destroyed the question. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, I love that answer. That is without doubt the best answer we have ever had. How did you know that? <laughs> oh, is that what you just did then? When you no, I write it down. I write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got calculations. <laughs> simple math. It's simple math. So though. everyone knows you just held up an A4 bit of paper with calculations. <laughs> Fifteen thousand. Had you worked this out before? How did you no. know when two hundred meters a day? Well, everyone knows, don't they? The, the difference. <laughs> yes, sure, that's that's probably common knowledge. Um. <laughs> Is that, is, that, is that podcast over? His head's just blown. <laughs> right. For, for the people that can't actually see see this, Sean's face is priceless. I can't believe this has just happened. I'm going to have to come up with a new question now. I know. Oh, Sean thought he revived it from Alex's answer. I did. I really did. And I now, thought I covered now, everything. No way is anyone now else smart has just absolutely blown this mate there's no coming back from this one that's it done new it's, question it's new question time <laughs> right well on that note matt plug, plug yourself <laughs> and we're going all right <laughs> yeah where so can, where, where, where can the where can listeners find, find you, you? But there was no other question i don't believe there was no other questions from instagram i am shocked i think I there, must there, a... A, there must have been 15 like disgusting questions from at least i tell you what uh we'll go over because jack asked the question and it would be quite nice it would be nice to know what was your best moment playing and best moment coaching the 15s um or proudest dad moment playing i guess there's a moment on um when i played for gb where i and everyone, all of them, like now in the chat, probably well, if this was live, they would be, but they'd all be saying exactly the same thing. We knew he was going to say like this. But um, <laughs> I jump, I run down a field, jump over a snake bean, and mug uh, the snake player out on a German team, and then go and hang the tail. Hang the tail. Oh, and that, and that, nice. and that, that was on camera as well. That is on the internet. Oh, right? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> send, that, send it to us. And we, and we finished, we finished second that year. And, that, and just playing for GB, I've only ever done it once, only ever wanted to do it once. I didn't think that I could ever like beat that experience of doing that once. You know? yeah. And, um, and for the 15s, um, I mean, winning. Division one as it was, winning SPL two, um, going out to DPL. I've never lost a game at DPL, believe it or not. Oh, um, that's a yeah, that's a good, um, that's a big statement. The and just just the general, just the the whole experience with the 15s, you know. And, and I have to put it out to to those to, to to the lads, like you know, no one, no, it doesn't matter what coaching and what what I do for them the last in the last two years they've had to practically do it on their own right yeah. so Jim Jim with the first team and Matt Wood especially Matt Wood with the Mustangs and the second team with, sorry with the, with the Mustangs um that we give them guidance and we point them in the right direction but at the end of the day they're the ones that have to pay the money and travel and they're the ones that have to show up and I say this to them 
every single time. Like, you know, they are rock stars to me. I, 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 the, the, to, to watch them do, put the work in. Um, there's a great quote that, that I say to them that um, it, I think it was attributed to like uh, Lee Trevino or Arnold Palmer, but I don't, I don't think people can remember who, who said it. And it's um, the harder I practice, the luckier I get. You know, oh, and, and, that, and, I like that, that. and that's that that was a, a question to well, I think it was I want to say Lee Trevino, but he was asked to him, like, you know, how, oh, how come you're so lucky? And and that that's his answer. You know, the harder I train, the luckier I get. And and no one sees yeah, no one sees yeah. the hours and hours and hours of work that those guys put in. They Whether people think they just tip up. And they just do this shooting and, and that's it. But they don't see Guy and Ethan um, two weeks before the event coming down and shooting three boxes of paint at a cup. <clears throat> you know, they don't, they don't see these things. But, you know, that's, that's my only advice really to anyone playing paintball is just work hard and train. And, yeah. and consistency and, is key. And you will get noticed, you know. Yeah, well, that, I tell you what, I think what, what we're going to have to do, Matt, we, we're running out of time, but I, we're, get, we're getting you back on before, yep. before the end of the season for part two, because <laughs> no I problem. can tell if I ask the right questions, I can get you wound up a bit more. <laughs> and then we're going from there. Yeah, the, 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 I am, anyone that knows me, I am, to my detriment, brutally honest, unfortunately. <laughs> that's what we want. That's what we need. Well, that, that's, that's the way it has to be, surely. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But honestly... And- and Sean needs to think of a new question to ask you as you just destroyed the snail question. Yeah, so... you're not breaking it this time. <laughs> Maybe, you know, it might involve, I don't know, don't try not to involve another kind of animal. And, you know, I, I know quite a lot of, uh, you know, traveling distances per day of, of different mammals. So that is such a weird David Attenborough over I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You will get a different question and you will not be able to beat it. But before we go, please plug yourself. Where can we find you? What socials? And yeah, go for it. So um, I'll just plug CPPS because that's, you know, the stream. If you want to watch the most incompetent commentary team, probably (laughs) in any sport, (laughs) go to uh, cppspaintball.twitch or .tv on Twitch and, um, and follow us. It helps massively. Every single... I know we go on about it and I know we go on about subs and we, and I know people aren't happy about the fact that I've enabled VODs only to be watched by subs and stuff like that. But every single sub, whether it be a prime, uh, whether it be, you know, Amazon prime linked sub or every single penny of that money goes straight back into the stream, every single penny. Uh, and, and, you know, the more you, the more people watch, the more people sub, the more money that we can make from that, the more money we can funnel back into it. Of and course. The more of a, you know, a better enjoyable experience it will be for everybody. Exactly. So, yeah. No, that's really good. Well, thank you very much for coming on. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been about It's been really good. <laughs> and uh, we'll good. try not to wind well, you up when we see pleasure. you next. Uh, it's impossible, honestly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just bring the sh- I'll just bring the snail back up. <laughs> right. Anyway, on that one, we are going now. All right. So it's been an absolute pleasure, Matt, and we'll see you soon. See you soon. Take care. Bye.